0: Santos' kick is lined up. That kick is gone. He got it! Day everyone has waited for. Patrick Mahomes will start for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is pseudo Brad Wilcox. I'm feeling a little under the weather and a bit American, actually. Uh, so we're going to talk about that as well as a bunch of all the things going on. Hope you had a good Christmas. And Tom's going to run the show today.
1: No pressure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Ryan. Um, welcome to, uh, <laughs> to a,
2: a Christmas edition of the Arrowheads of Board podcast. Um, my name's Tom Childs. And with us today, we have Dave Barnett. Hey. And we have Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs Podcast. How are you doing,
0: Ryan? I'm doing well. hope you guys are doing well.
2: Yeah, we're not too bad. Um, your introduction there, was that your best Geordie accent? It's a bit... All I could
0: do, if I want to try this, I could make a lot of people angry. Oh God, that was, <laughs> See? That was I told dope. you. I told you. You're going to have to cut that. See, no, I'm going to leave that in specifically this is what we, now because folks, you said... all of you... UK listeners this is what happens when they make me try to do something stupid <laughs> well it's what we make Brad do every week so
2: there's no real difference there <laughs> um, no it wasn't too bad you probably sounded more like my accent than I'm you I was going to say it's definitely uh, more cockney than anything <laughs> yeah, else uh, because um, apparently I'm a cockney a you fake are fake. a cockney. A um, fake cockney. Yeah. I live I live 40 miles north of Manchester. Uh, Manchester, London. But Manchester. I was gonna say you definitely <laughs> don't live 40 miles north of Manchester. Now, I'm far too posh for that. Um no. <laughs> Fa- thank you for coming on, uh Ryan. how was your Christmas?
0: Yeah, it was great. Uh up here in Colorado we got a little bit of snow on Christmas morning. It was kind of mm-hmm. nice and just huddled up with the family behind a fire. It was it was real good. And yours? It was it's great. It's still going on, really. I'm, I'm currently at the in-laws,
2: um, so we spent the first half of Christmas with my family, and then second part, including New Year's, with the in-laws. So I always come back about a stone heavier whenever I come back from the in-laws, because <laughs> I'm convinced that they're feeders. Um, they're actually probably, they're sitting in the other room as I record this, and if they can hear me, they're probably sitting "Oh, well, that's the last time we give him extra ham. Yeah. Um, no, but it is good. Uh, speaking of dinner, I've always wondered, what mm. do Americans do for
0: Christmas dinner? A little bit of everything. Um, okay. We had we a had ham, we had a small turkey, uh, in-laws brought some trout, so a uh, little bit of everything.
1: That's interesting. I can't say I've ever had trout on a Christmas dinner before.
0: I uh, smoked at home and uh, yeah, it was beautiful. What about Brussels sprouts? Do you yes, guys... you do the sprouts? wife's a big fan, yeah, so she shreds them and puts them with garlic and oil and it's beautiful.
2: Nice, nice. Cranberry sauce, parsnips, the usual trimmings, yeah? uh potatoes
0: and uh apples baked you, apples rather you than sounded crimmies. so american <laughs> you, hey potatoes? i'm just gonna slide it all over the place i could try to do a russian accent if you want um i don't think we have any russian
1: <laughs> listeners to upset so go ahead yeah, okay go great on.
0: i'll just slide in that later yeah. yeah
2: what about yourself dave how was it
1: it's good man like i'm i'm super lazy come christmas more so than usual i just sit back eat as much food as I possibly can and do nothing for a week um so like how you were saying your in-laws you reckon they're feeders like I feed myself like I, <laughs> I don't need anybody to be giving me food I just get as much of it as possible and eat it all and then regret it as soon as like the 2nd of January comes round and realize what have I done
2: that's it well from the 2nd of january gives us just over a month before fan bowl four against the uk packers and i reckon i need to shed at least a stone and a half two stone before before that game because you know i wasn't going to say (laughs) anything but now you brought up yourself man (laughs) like otherwise i'm not making that end zone i reckon um i'll get to halfway and then i'll kill over and die or something like that (laughs) i don't know, have a heart attack but you never know i might get fit one day not today, believe it when day. i see it yeah. i said that 20 uh, years
0: ago be careful
2: <laughs> uh, i i put it down to being a dad um i just say now i've got the dad been bod. A dad for like for like six months he's he's, it?
0: he's
2: he's um he's a year next week believe it or not
1: wow oh yeah it was a year because uh what what game was it, it was it raiders wasn't it i think
2: no no it was actually it's funny funny you mention that because the a year ago was when we won the AFC West title. and it was, she was actually in labor during that ch- that game against the Chargers. Ah, so. Chargers! Nice. Yes, I yeah. remember. Yeah, I, I missed it. Never mind. Yeah, Never mind.
0: mine are going on nine years old, and I've gained thirty pounds. Wow! So is that in the nine time. years, or is that in this Christmas <laughs> that's period? That's over the nine years. <laughs> <laughs> ah, right. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: if I was we're gonna going to say you've same... really enjoyed your Christmas, if that's <laughs> yes. the case, right,
2: like so if here. we're going by the same ratio for me. In eight years' time, I'm going to be at 17 stone heavier. Wow. <laughs> not looking good. Well, well
0: uh,
1: <laughs> um, It's a lot of pounds, Ryan. Let's put it that way. Gotcha, it's a lot of gotcha. pounds.
2: <laughs> uh, right, the reason we're here. Um, the Chiefs are AFC West champions, once again.
1: Back-to-back champions yep, for the, fir- the first time ever.
2: Was I not the only person that didn't know that i definitely case.
1: didn't know that until someone mentioned to me like i think it was a couple of days before the game someone said to me oh it's, yeah it'll be the first time ever we've won back to back i was like that can't be true i i was shocked to find out that was the case
0: i was even shocked and i went to my first chiefs game in 1992 i was there for the 90s <laughs> and wow. would have thought it had to have been
2: i said the, the chiefs did it in reasonably comfortable style on sunday night they um they played the dolphins who aren't A great team they're not a terrible team they're just just below average i I would say so myself but the chiefs did enough they weren't spectacular but they kept the dolphins at arm's length and did what they needed to do to secure a playoff spot and that afc west title not to touch on it too much because obviously it was a few days ago now and we are late in recording which for which we apologize this week um what stood out to you about that win against the dolphins who impressed you and who are you looking forward to seeing play in a similar sort of style going forward for the playoffs?
1: Um, I think Marcus Peters is probably the one for me. Since he's come back from that suspension, he looks like a, a totally different player. Um, and especially come playoff time, like, you need your best, especially defensive players, to be performing at a, a high level. Um, and it's not, it's not just In pass coverage, it's also like you've seen a couple of these key forced fumbles that he's been, you know, this much maligned tackling technique of his where, you know, he goes for the strips and he was given a lot of grief for it earlier in the year, but now it's actually coming off for him and he's forced a couple of fumbles using it in the last few weeks. So, yeah, I think um, it's been a big improvement from him and certainly a lot more promising than it was looking a few weeks ago for
0: sure. You know, for me, I had to pick one on the opposite side and more of a unit than a single person. But the thing that stood out to me about that game is that you didn't hear the Dolphins' best player's name very often. And I thought both uh, Laurent Dumourne tardif as well as Mitch Schwartz did a great job against Ndamukong Suh. And I think that they laid the groundwork because no matter who they play in the wildcard game, and I'm sure we'll talk about that some, that, that will be a, a set of hurdles to overcome that I think this team's well-versed for. Uh, looking down the line it's about being able to control the ball hold the ball for time against either the Patriots or Steelers that you're looking at and I think those two players and being able to control the line of scrimmage is the one thing that can maybe set them apart from what they were able to do last year against Pittsburgh see for me I
2: think you're up on point there one one thing that we've pointed out before in previous shows especially when it's come to Steelers review is we've never really seen the Chiefs getting the lead against a team like Pittsburgh um, we've always had to come from behind especially under Andy Reid um, it would be so good if we can see the Chiefs get an early lead against a, t- a team like that and then control this line of scrimmage control the ball, control the clock and I think if you can get your interior linemen working in unison like they have been of late then the Chiefs are going to be an extremely dangerous team down the stretch This, whilst we're on the running game let's let's talk Kareem yeah. uh, another stellar outing um, over 100 yards touchdown now three games on the track where he's looked like he's been the focal point of the offence and that's what it needs to be a lot of people are saying that he's not going to win rookie of the year where for me it's a no brainer he should win rookie of the year a lot of people are lo- looking towards Alvin Kamara um, for offensive
1: rookie of the year where do you guys stand on that um, I mean I'd say Hunt's biggest problem is that he went missing for a stretch um i think these kind of things they tend to even though maybe Kamara's not had as you know massive a game as Hunt's had a, a few times this year i think overall he's probably been more consistent and didn't have you know hunt had that what four five game stretch where i mean it wasn't just him it was like the entire chiefs offense stunk it up whereas yeah but i think obviously Kamara's not maybe as productive, but more consistently productive, and that's possibly why people are maybe leaning more in his favor than Hunt at the minute.
0: I think some voters, uh, fans in particular, are just fickle. Kamara's uh, had a better stretch run. The, the end of the, his season has been more explosive, been more publicized. Uh, i think when you like you said maybe a little more consistent but hunt's certainly been more dominant when he uh, had those good games it's it's the peaks and valleys that i think will hold against him but i'm not so sure he doesn't walk away with it i i hope he does for me what puts him apart from from camera
2: is camera is part of a one-two punch he's got um ingram doing the work with him uh, kareem hunt he is the run game in Kansas City. Chikandrick West comes in for third downs, but that's mainly for pass protection or um, for screenplay, so in more so in the receiving game. But Kareem Hunt, if he doesn't play well, then the Chiefs don't play well. I'm, not, I'm personally not too sure that Camera has that sort of effect on on the Saints' offence. Um, one player that does play well for the Chiefs and plays well consistently, um, Harrison Butker. Now, the, now the, kicking of the, uh, the standard of the kicking in the league at the moment is poorer than it has been. Um, there seems to be a lot of chopping and changing kickers. Um, a lot of kickers getting injury. How did this guy go to week four without being claimed? I just don't understand it.
1: Uh, mystery to me. Um, he was obviously very close in Carolina in pre-season because he pushed Graham Gano, who's been a very, very good field goal kicker for them the last few seasons, um, all the way, apparently in the, their training camp competition. But it is surprising that, obviously, he managed to sit on their practice squad for four weeks, especially take the Chargers, for example. You know, they had a rookie kicker of their own having struggles very early on in the year, and they stuck with him long enough that we could get Booker first. Um, And uh, there's certainly not just us. There's been other teams... That have had issues at kicker um so it was certainly surprising obviously not going to complain because he's been absolutely fantastic
0: i think his availability really comes down to the fact that like you said he pushed gano so far uh to to be having to make that decision as you're making your final roster cuts when across the rest of the league coaching staffs for the most part have already decided who they want there's not many kicker battles come down to the last couple days so you have a lot of teams that have already made their decision uh, for that position in particular and quite honestly as they're going about scouting other teams for potential waiver wire selections uh, pickups of, of you know veterans who were like uh, probably not a whole lot of time at that point is devoted to scouting kickers it's I think part and parcel with being at that position in this league and I think they just got lucky that he was still there after four weeks.
2: Well, we were certainly fortunate for it to pick him up. Um a lot has to be said about Brett Veach so far as a GM. Um especially with the couple of pickups that he has made, the Reggie mm. Reggie Raglan trade looks like the move of the season for, for us and Harrison yeah. Butker somehow KPL as well. When yeah, it's just the future's bright, it's a shame that we haven't got many draft picks going into the next yeah. draft. But at the same time could the, change. Could it, change. It, mm-hmm. it could it could change. Alex Smith could be tra- traded. It looks like the Pat Mahomes uh, pick that we give up is going to be the thirty-second pick in the first round, anyway. So, (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) I love the optimism. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Right. Let's not beat around the bush. Um, We all know why we got together to record this show. So,
1: hastily, Tom, tell us what is Um, it.
2: A few weeks ago, we sat here and clamoured for a certain quarterback to be dropped and another quarterback to be put into put into the spotlight. we were ultimately proved wrong because Alex Smith has played well of late mm-hmm. um, and I'm happy to admit I was wrong um, had I just held off for one more week then I would never have been wrong because I could have just stayed on Alex Smith and rode that out for, <laughs> for the whole yeah. season <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: but I gave up and I um, caved in But now we've got we're locked into the fourth seed Andy Reid come out and said it will he won't he he did he's mm-hmm. resting Alex Smith and he is starting Pat Mahomes on Sunday against Denver, in Denver, against Von Miller. Yeah. Is this a good move? I know, Dave, you're not so keen on it because we touched on it last week. But, Ryan, where do you stand on it?
0: Yeah, and I think I tweeted something out that I'm pretty much with Dave for the most part. If this was me being Andy Reid, I would not play him because it's good to have Mitchell Schwartz. That's great. I think Schwartz will play because of his snap streak. And I think Mm -hmm. Andy Reid respects things like that in this league uh, that are special. And so for the most part, you will have your right tackle playing against Von Miller as much as he does play. Uh, But Shaq Barrett's a quick guy on the other side who is reportedly going to be the starter for this game, uh, going against maybe Cam Irving on a blind side. I think that's a recipe for disaster. I think it's a risk, although I can see the upside. You want to get him some experience. If it was me, I'd take the more conservative approach. And just let him be and start from scratch in camp.
1: Yeah, the the only thing I would say is it looks as if this Denver team has totally given up, like genuinely, <laughs> considering where this team was a couple of years ago, like how drastically they've fallen in the last, you know, eighteen months. Um, it you know it might not be the terrifying prospect it could have been. Uh, earlier in the year, because as I say, it looks as though half of that Denver team has just given up the ghost for this year. So maybe, yeah, he won't be terrorised, but I'm still not sold on yeah starting your f- you know future franchise QB with a you know patched up O line.
2: See, I have a different theory on this. Um, I think the play of Alex Smith has caused this move. Um, I reckon that it's hear me out. I think this is possibly um, a chance that the Chiefs wanted to have a look at Mahomes in live action if live snaps before they make a decision on Alex Smith because if Alex Smith does play uh, continues to play how he has been and the Chiefs do progress in the playoffs to maybe an AFC Championship game or uh, even better the Super Bowl then maybe there's got to be questions to be answered as to what you do with Alex Smith next year he is still under contract let's not forget that he's not a free agent next year at the moment Alex Smith is tied down to 2019 with the Chiefs, so maybe they wanted to have a look at Pat Mahomes and see what he could do to then aid their decision in regarding Alex Smith in the off-season.
1: I I already think the decision has been made. I, I, I for me personally, I don't think there's a decision to be made next year. Like you save 17 million in cap space, and you have a, a QB on a rookie salary. It just there's no question to ask there really like especially with how tight up against the cap the Chiefs have been in previous seasons that that difference in cap space is you know the ability to sign a couple of you guys that are coming towards the end of the rookie contracts you know like Peters and such plus also maybe looking and going and getting those one or two free agents to push this team really over the edge and you know compete for the next few years see what if
2: Alex plays like he did in one of his uh, second to last season in San Francisco and the Chiefs make the AFC championship game and the only reason they don't make the Super Bowl is for a fault of someone else and not Alex himself do you still think the Chiefs will move on from Alex there even though he was so close to taking us to the promised land if that happens I think you can get a second round pick for him uh, so if you you look at it the other way of trying to in terms of trade rate, so where where could Alex Smith end up if we do end up trading him?
1: Cleveland, right? That's got to be the the one at the minute that, especially with Dorsey going there, you'd think maybe would be looking at him because I think they've got an awful lot of young talent, and the quarterback position is certainly the big glaring hole there that they've not got right for several years and. Even if it is a case of, you know, similar to what the Chiefs have done now, where they draft a guy and then Alex plays for a year, the you know a team has that option to do that if they trade for Alex. You know, there's there's no guaranteeing for him that any team that trades for him is going to give him a big contract. They could be looking at a holdover for a year until their rookie guy comes through i'm not necessarily saying that's going to happen but there's the opportunity for them to do that and obviously the chiefs are going to look to gain as much back as they possibly can in any trade for him and for the chiefs it makes sense to trade into a team that is looking at alex as a potential starter for a few more years because obviously
0: you're more likely to get more draft capital back. I I like where your head's at there, and and I can see for a guy who already gave up two second round picks for this particular quarterback, uh, I think his value right now is probably around a third. I think they're very comfortable with that. If he has a good postseason, I think that could move up to a second. Uh, Dorsey's certainly uh, one of the leading candidates, but here's another one uh, that I I like the concept of. I put this out last week, and if Andrew Luck is going to be sidelined for any amount of time this offseason where he's not prepared Mm. for a full season, you could see Chris Ballard bring Alex Smith over as a stopgap for somebody Mm -hmm. to manage this team while you let Andrew Luck, your franchise QB, get 100% healthy and then try to move on with his career. Um, I I like that concept if I'm Chris Ballard. I don't know, obviously, the prognosis of Luck, but I think that could be something that really hinges on whether uh, they have interest or not. Um, And one other team that I just found out about from uh, another resource – uh, a guest we had uh, just last night actually that Arizona could be a player in looking for a veteran quarterback to be another bridge uh, I like that one better because obviously they're, they're not in the same conference so hey yeah, yeah. have at it yeah
1: mm-hmm. I'm always well, down for trading players all far far away from us that never mm-hmm. get to play against us
2: <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of players that, um we will come back to my homes just you kind of caught me there uh, Dave Jamal Charles isn't happy in in Denver. He wants to be released. If he was to release quickly, would you want him back in Kansas City?
1: Uh, no, he's done for me. Um, I say I like with Kareem, and then obviously uh, Ware coming back next year. I like West as a third down back. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably time for him to.
0: Hang up his cleats, maybe? You could be very right, but I I got a fanboy out for a second. (laughs) I I want (laughs) to see him in that uniform again. Even if it's, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think he's averaging, what, four touches a game this season in Denver. Even if he didn't get any more workload than that, a couple of third downs a game, I think it, it would be great to see him be in a position to get the ball in his hands in open space, Uh, not have to make those cuts behind the the line of scrimmage, which is, I I agree with you, I think he's past his prime, and I think that's probably the thing that he is uh, most limited in. Um, I'd love to see him gain a few more guards for Kansas City.
2: Yeah, see, I'm with you there, Brian. When I look at the Chiefs and the moves they should make, the things they should do, I look at it through the tinted rose glass of an (laughs) America's Game episode, and how good would the Chiefs-America's Game be if Jamal Charles, we cut him, he Leaves to joins our rivals. They come, he comes back. Oh, so you're
1: saying to literally just come back for the playoffs then? Yeah, like, for this season. Uh, Harrison's going, like,
2: Harrison's exactly. going to the Patriots, yeah. right? Okay. We, he walks in the door, he says to Kenneth Acker, take my fucking shirt off, <laughs> <laughs> give it back to me. Hey,
1: I'd have no problem with <laughs> yeah. getting rid of Kenneth Acker. That's, that is one roster spot I am not fussed about giving back. And up. then
2: he comes in and he just brings a bit of leadership and a veteran presence to to the running back room going forward into this tough stretch because I want to see Jamal Charles involved in a playoff win for the Chiefs because as great as he was for his career he never saw one mm-hmm. he was he was injured so the, the fanboy in me looks at an America's game and think how good would our America's game story be if he was if he come back and had a carry in the Super Bowl and how good <laughs> it would be for him. If he could come back and be part of just at least a playoff win, um, so I'm begging John Elway, please cut him. We know you listen every week since I called you a bunch of lovely names last last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, just cut Jamal Charles. Bring bring him back. Bring him home. Let him retire, chief. Anyways, I digressed. I was meant to spend thirty seconds on Jamal Charles, and then basically, <laughs> you know, we're talking about swearing. Getting all Kenneth sentimental. Yeah. Well done, though. <laughs> and John Elway is my new best mate. Uh- <laughs> um, back to my homes what, yeah. do you want to, what do you want to see out of him this weekend? Um. Obviously, I don't expect you to say five hundred yards, six touchdowns, and you know, picks.
1: you know what? Just I know a lot of guys would just say play it sensible, or you know, take it easy. Don't try and force anything. I'd just say there's nothing on the line. Go out and have fun. Like, genuinely, go out, have fun. I mean, he's going to be throwing to the guys he was throwing to in preseason for the most part anyway. It's not like he had a ton of reps with the first teamers and the first stringers uh, in training camp in in the preseason games. So, yeah, you know, go have fun. Enjoy it. It's your first NFL start and probably the first of many, hopefully.
0: The stat I now want to see is zero sacks, zero hits, zero hurries.
2: Another way of looking at it, um, there's quite a few undro- uh, unrestricted free agents in the wide receiver department coming up this year. You've got likes of Jarvis Landry on that. If the Chiefs do get a bit of cap room, um, if Mahomes comes out there on, and straight out balls on Sunday night, mm-hmm. maybe these un- uh, unrestricted free agents might look at the Chiefs and say, well, they've got Tyreek Hill, they've got Kareem Hunt, they've got Travis Kelsey, and now they've got this new gunslinging quarterback they might want a bit of that action. So it might be... Uh, maybe I'm, again, being a bit of a fanboy and a bit of a homer, but if I'm trying to get into a psyche of, of an NFL player here. If you're a free agent, I know they obviously want to go where the dollars are, but at the same time, don't they want to go and have a good chance of winning and being an an elite player at their position? Surely Pat Mahomes can maybe influence that a little, a little bit this weekend in his audition for next year, as it is.
1: I think it's a bit of both. Um, Like, you know, ask all players and the, you know, the in front of camera response will always be, oh yeah, I want to win. But, well, you know, a lot of these guys know that they might only get one big contract in the NFL. So, you know, while some guys certainly do give up a few dollars to go and play for a team that's got a chance of winning, a lot of guys will... Just go wherever is going to pay them the most money. Um, But I certainly do think that the Chiefs will be an appealing free agency option. Um, I say if they do have the cap space, and obviously if Mahomes is going to be the starter next year, we've got a decent core group at receiver at the minute. Um, Obviously Hill. I I don't know if you saw um, Seth kaiser's um article on arrowhead pride a couple of days ago (laughs) yeah i know tell me about it but he was just going on about um how good tyreek hill actually has been because obviously you see his big plays and you see him burning guys down the field but it's pretty much the most efficient receiver in the nfl right now and you have to, based on his production, put him in that elite group. Um, And yeah, I say, you've obviously got Chris Conley. He'll be coming back from injury next year. Um, I think he's the guy that's going to benefit most from Holmes um, Mm -hmm. because he is the guy that runs really excellent routes, got really strong hands, and he wins those 50-50 balls. And those are the type of throws that Mahomes will make more than Smith. So I think he's possibly going to be the key beneficiary of Mahomes starting at quarterback next year. Um, Wilson's had a decent year. Obviously, Demarcus Robinson seems to have built a good rapport with Mahomes earlier in the year. And again, another speedster that can take advantage of Mahomes' arms. So there's certainly guys there on the roster already. So it, I say it will be interesting to see how Reid views it going into the off season because... While there is cap space there, I would probably be leaning more on the defensive side of things because I think the offense has proven this year that it can be extremely productive, whereas I look more at the defense as the place that has more holes right now.
0: I think you're going to see a lot of DeMarcus against these Broncos, and that's going to be telling the future for next season. I think not only the rapport, but as you've seen DeMarcus Robinson learn the offense better. uh, He's not going to be like he was in the preseason out there with Mahomes, where neither of them knew the offense very well. Uh, He's going to be more of a crutch. Uh, I think they have that chemistry that is going to be something to see. Uh, With Wilson being a free agent, I think that's really the only question mark. Um, And knowing that, especially top flight, receivers like Landry are going to be concerned about their share of the offense as well and unfortunately with with Tyreek here knowing Kelsey that is the target that he is I think you might find some of the the higher end guys uh, being a bit more sheepish about looking at the Chiefs because of what their role will turn out to be um, but I think the crew the the group of free agents at the wide receiver position this year are very, very interesting. Uh, A lot of guys lower down like a Jeff Janis out of Green Bay or a Dante Moncrief out of Indianapolis could be really spark, bring a big spark as a role player similar to what Wilson does. I I don't know that they bring Wilson back but we we will have to wait with bated breath on that.
2: Mm -hmm. Who would have thought we'd be sitting here talking about Albert Wilson, how much we want to keep him in free agency. His play has improved Dramatically, this season, he's done a fantastic job. But, anyways, we get ahead of ourselves. Um, we're still in the lead, uh, we're still in the season, yeah. Uh, we've still got plenty to play for, so apologies for talking about free agency in December. Um, uh, <laughs> we're not that bad yet, that's more like 2012. <laughs> um, whilst we're here, we need a, a score prediction for Sunday. What's it going to be?
1: Uh, I mean. It's the, these are the types of games that are so hard to call because you never quite know when, obviously, we're playing a bunch of backups and you're not sure how Denver, how seriously Denver are going to take it, whether they've given up or not. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say that the Chiefs win in Mahomes' first start, the first win by by a quarterback that the Chiefs have drafted since god knows when um and the chiefs win 24 to 17.
0: i think it's gonna be an ugly sloppy game on both sides And i think that plays into pat mahomes favor and plays against paxton lynch uh i'm gonna go 35 10. Ooh.
1: Nice. that is that's bold nice.
0: nice well i'm gonna go even bolder i'm gonna say
2: that pat mahomes breaks Peyton manning's record in his own building and Fraser, like, eight touchdowns, <laughs> 600 yards, zero picks. So basically, like his Texas Tech days, yeah? Pretty much, yeah. Because um, those Denver players are not interested at all. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say the Chiefs win 72 uh, 12. Madden again. Yeah, I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: was going to say. <laughs> well, you, you... You, you need to take it off rookie Tom it goes goes to <laughs> higher difficulties than that one
2: well I am playing the role of Brad here
1: remember uh, yes the, so, the Mahomes fanboy exactly the Wait, one I... the, the one show before Mahomes starts and Brad isn't here to exactly, exactly.
0: can I do my best what? Brad right for a second
1: yeah go 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 for okay. it Mahomes 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 Mahomes
0: touchdown yeah that's, that's pretty
1: accurate yeah.
2: okay that's oh, more it's, more, it's more like Mahomes Mahomes why are you man Mahomes Mahomes, Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. touchdown like <laughs> pretty much where it's like. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah
2: okay. That was my best Jordy impression. Dave? I'm not even going to upset anyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Finally, before we go, because this is going on a lot longer than I thought it was going to. <laughs> um, the Chiefs are locked into the number four seed. They're going to be playing Wild Card Weekend at Arrowhead. Who Yay. are they going to be playing?
1: Probably the Ravens, and that upsets me a little bit. Who do you want them to play? Anyone but the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> um... In all honesty, Tennessee would be the the dream matchup right now because I generally think they probably are the weakest of the potential teams that are gonna make the playoffs. Like their defense is all over the place right now, um, and I think you know the the Chiefs' offense could could manhandle them. Um, I say I wouldn't be too upset if. I, I, the Chargers somehow made it in as the five seed. I know they need some help, but yeah, I wouldn't mind playing them again. But yeah, the Ravens. Like, don't get me wrong, the Ravens are not the scary Ravens team of a few years ago. But don't know, they just have that formula that seems to mess us up a little bit. And yeah, I say I, they're the one team I'd rather avoid at least.
0: I think you might get your wish because I just I don't know if they have a personality that can be consistent, uh, and they they need to win. Uh, if the Ravens don't pull off this loss, this this last win, uh, then it's an open season. And I have a tendency to think because schedule wise, when I look at it. Cincinnati is a team that I think can play spoiler. Um, I'm thinking yeah. you might get a shot at the Titans, and I, I like that matchup too. I think they're fairly one-dimensional on offense. I think that helps the Chiefs. Um, but I'm not going to be surprised if the Bills sneak in there either. Mm. No. That's who I think they'll end up playing.
2: I think the Bengals will do do the Ravens. I also think the Jags will do the Titans, and the Bills will deal with the uh, Dolphins, and we could have Bills versus Chiefs in the playoffs. What year is it? Not, you not see, the thing is, I just uh, think <laughs> that,
1: that the Jags are – Jags are in a similar situation to us where they've got absolutely they're locked into the three seats so they've got absolutely nothing to play for so i think you can see them resting a bunch of their starters on sunday which means you know if the titans there's, there's no, there, there's no chance in hell they're going to be resting anyone so i'd i'd be shocked if they lost that game to jacksonville mm-hmm.
2: Well, there we have it we're just one week away from the NFL playoffs um it's so exciting which means we are only possibly one week away from the end of Chiefs football for nine months.
1: Why'd you have to oh, put God, it down God. on it like that, Tom? Oh, My, <laughs> that was such a negative way to talk about the playoffs, I'm man. Sorry. Is I, that I, British I, I... humor? <laughs> no. That was upsetting even for me. <laughs> I,
2: I love this team, I really do, but until they can prove they can do it,
1: um Hey we won a playoff game like two years ago. <laughs> <Hello. It's... laughs> It's happened, all right, yeah. in my lifetime. <laughs> it can happen again, all right? Well, Brian Hoyer, that's all I'm
2: saying, Brian oh, Hoyer. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, we are only one week away from the playoffs. The Chiefs do head to Denver on Sunday to face the Denver Broncos uh, being led by Paxton Lynch, and we have our own quarterback of the future playing in Pat Mahomes. <laughs>
1: I'm so glad it's not Paxson Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> Holy hell. Oh hell.
2: To think we could have had... People were kicking off that we didn't take Paxton Lynch or Johnny Menzil. Uh God, football's a strange game. No, the Chiefs do head to, head to Denver on Sunday for their final regular season matchup of the year. Will they finish 9 7 or 10 6? It doesn't really matter. Um, I want to thank Dave and Ryan for stepping in for Brad um, this week. It's a shame Brad couldn't be here because we have talked a lot about his.
1: Oh, Favourite player who's never player, seen play yeah. in exactly. his
2: entire life. Exactly. Well I hope you enjoy the game on Sunday evening. I hope you will have a happy new year. And from one kingdom to the other to From One Kingdom to another, I there can't you go. I can't do his outro. <laughs> do
1: you want to try that again? Uh
2: yeah. Gone. Go for it. <laughs> Here comes the uptake part. <laughs> um from one kingdom to another.
1: What does he say after that? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you tried, man. You tried, and that's the important thing. I don't even know. Oh like
2: dear! No, I, I normally turn off when like when Brad starts doing his outro, I just kind of like let him get on with it, and then I, I'm already. Let's get this right. You just <laughs>
1: tune out whenever Brad's talking, don't you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is it. I've got it. I've got it. A bit. Oh, go from, on. my, from one kingdom to another. We will yep. speak to you again soon.
1: Ah, oh, there we go. Nailed it. <laughs> That's so professional. Ah, oh,
2: there
0: we go.
1: Yeah. Sh- shall I stop it now? <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, guys. Yeah. Have
0: a good one.